you can place an emphasis on things giving you happiness. Um, I am learning more and more that it's totally an inside job. It's about a choice. Mm. You know, you wake up every day and you decide how your day is going to go, no matter what obstacles are thrown at you. That was Tanya Ellison. This is Duggett, the podcast. Welcome to Duggett, episode 8 with Tanya Allison, the inside job, the inside job on health, don't be robbing your own bank buddy. <laughs> um, Tanya is the founder of The Wellness Hub and she has a wonderful partner Ben and a dog Ali, super cool guys, girl and dog. Um, these guys took me under their wings. I moved back to Auckland recently and I, I met them through Ben originally. I did my yoga training with um, super lovely people and yeah, kind of friends from the moment we met. Friends at first sight, you could say. <laughs> and uh, Tanya is, uh, well, a lady of many talents, but she has a Bachelor of Health Science and a Diploma in Holistic Nutrition she's working towards. And with the Wellness Hub, she also makes these beautiful juices, uh, cold press juices, and uh, for about about $6 each, $45 for a six-pack. Small price to pay to feel a million dollars. Never felt better on them, particularly the green glow one. Me and mum were getting it for a while and um, just having that in the mornings. You can actually just halve them. We were sharing one and it feels so light. Get all the veggies. I think there's about eight veggies in that green one. Silver beet, cucumber, kale, spinach, apple, pear, lemon, ginger, mint, celery. I don't know. You did the math. I wasn't counting, but I think it's at least eight. And she's a wonderful holistic approach to health. And I think there's plenty in here that you'll... Uh, be able to take and put into your into your life, into your food, into your I don't know, whatever you like to do. <laughs> and um, maybe even to your business here, approach to business and life. It's great. So she's really open hearted. She asks why. She, she laughs every day. It's a non negotiable for a non negotiable negotiable. Negotiable? Negotiable. A non negotiable for uh, need a coffee for her and Ben and the dog, which I think is a beautiful thing to have. And yeah, her approach to finding happiness. There's no way to happiness. Happiness is the way. You've got to wake up and decide how your day's going to go. Well, you don't have to, but you probably should. You should probably put some clothes on, brush your teeth, make your bed, meditate, write three things you're grateful for, Three things that you want to do that day. Get outside, have something delicious and alkaline to eat or drink. Green smoothies always good. Lemon water. And hang's the new one for me. Hang ups and down, lengthen the spine out. Whew. Maybe add a few yoga stretches in there. Maybe do some little I don't know, dance around, karaoke. There's so many positive things you can do in the morning, but just a couple of them will uh, set you right. And then... No matter what obstacles are thrown at you, 
or cats throwing up on the floor and actually accidentally stand in it and you've just invited this person you like around for a cup of tea. No matter if that happens to you, happiness is the way you keep smiling. You wipe it off, literally, in my case, and say, bad kitty, and persevere with a smile on your face. And uh, Tanya manages to do that beautifully, and I'm managing to mess up my words. I'm doing that coffee, but I can't have it because I've got a 5.45 a.m. CrossFit session, need my sleep, go get the eight hours, so maybe uh, green tea or some organic mechanic kombucha It's the good stuff. Graydon just dropped some off. We just did a Sunday session podcast. Awesome one. And uh, we'll be doing a little giveaway in that one. And also in this podcast, so if you like the sound of Tanya's juices, you like the look of them too and they taste even better. So we're going to be giving away a six-pack. Yes, you heard me right. A Peter Andre six-pack of delicious juices. So that's the... Get to try them all if you like. The, she's got a beetroot, um, which is a, called a liver kid, beetroot, lemon, apple, ginger, and a radiance juice also, which is carrot, lemon, orange, turmeric, ginger. They're all good. Green's my favourite though, if you had to pick them. Ah, oh, I just noticed that is all the colours of a traffic light. She's got a green, red, and yellow juice. She's got it all going on. <laughs> all the juices you need. It's all the colours you need, all the colours in the rainbow, nearly. Um, but they'll uh, they'll all make you go go well. Um, so without further ado, I'll uh, let Tanya take it away. I'll let her words speak for themselves. And uh, apologise for the delay in getting this one out. We wanted to wait till Tanya had her new branding and her new glass jars for the juices, which is pretty cool. And um, and if you want to know how to get the six pack of juices, you can listen to the podcast till the end, or you could cheat and skip through. But trust me, it won't taste as sweet. Uh, but yeah, details at the end of the podcast. Uh, here's a delicious, nutritious one. I hope you savor each and every word. <laughs> Without further ado, here's Tanya Allison from the Wellness Hub, from her heart. Enjoy. Cool. Finally teed it up. We have. I know. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Thanks for being here, Tans. Always a pleasure. Nice day in the lounge. New flat. <laughs> it's good to see you. So you kind of come back from Bali. Yes. Looking pretty radiant. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, and well, I guess for people who don't know what you do, because you're studying towards being a nutritionist, you've done some study already and you're, you're furthering your kind of nutritional knowledge at yeah. Well Park. Yeah, so my, um, well, my first degree was a Bachelor of Health Science. Um, and I majored in psychology, but over the last year I've been um, studying at the Naturopathic College of New Zealand and I'm working towards a Bachelor of Holistic Nutrition. Cool, yeah, if you, I guess if you come close then it keeps the levels all pretty good, but um, so a Bachelor in... Holistic Nutrition. Holistic, cool. Yeah. And that's been interesting? 
I can edit it out. Oh, it's sweet. Cool. Sorry, it's actually a diploma in holistic nutrition. Oh, cool. Yeah, don't worry about saying. I can <laughs> fix it up. Okay. Um, so, to, and so holistic, I guess it covers off quite a lot of, a lot of areas. Aspects. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's you know holistic is definitely something that a lot of people are focusing on these days so really looking at life at your life as a whole so mm. not just looking at one thing to prevent or treat disease but actually be looking at your lifestyle um i guess with yeah with any aspect of your health um there are so many layers to it and sometimes when the body presents you know some kind of symptom of disease or or ill health um, there's often a lot going on, a lot more going on than what's being, you know, presented by way of a physical manifestation, whether that be eczema or sl- sluggish digestive system or anything like that. So, um, yeah, just looking at your full lifestyle instead of just one aspect. Um, yeah. Yeah, I guess it, those buzzwords can come off a bit wishy-washy, but it's where it's going. I've listened to Rhonda Patrick talk about when she had some kind of really bad headaches or, st- no, actually stomach problems. And every specialist she went to, no one asked what she actually did, like what she ate, what she actually did during a day. They were yeah. just like, we'll test for this and that. And then she was just like, this system's messed up. I'm trying to be a doctor and no one's even asking me what I actually do for 99% of the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, so if someone came to you, you'd, you'd look at, what would be some like things you would kind of tick off? I guess what what they eat, what kind of Yeah, exercise? Um. normally as part of a registration for a client. Um, and I should clarify too, my clients are coming to me um, as, you know, and working with me as me being a student practitioner. I'm yep. not fully qualified yep. yet. Um, but they would fill out a three to four day um, food plan, which I always, sorry, a food diary, which I always say, don't change anything just for the purposes of looking good on paper. <laughs> um, the best thing for me, or the best way for me to get an idea of how, you know, what they're feeding their bodies or how they're fueling themselves is to actually know honestly how they're eating. Um, and I think sometimes it scares people because they, they feel like they need to pass some sort of test. Um, but for me to get an idea of, you know, where they are nutritionally, I need to know what I need to know, honestly. Mm. Um, and it's not for me to judge, you know, I'm there to provide guidance on, or, you know, little tweaks they could be making to be getting more out of their day. Um, but I also look at other things, you know, aside from, you know, some physical examinations like blood pressure and resting heart rate and respirations and all those kinds of things. Um, you know, I do spend a lot of time chatting about what they do to manage stress, what their support networks are like, you know, um, within their home and mm. family, what work life is like for them, um, what they do for exercise, um, you know, a whole range of things, previous, you know, health conditions, um, familial <coughs> health conditions, um, and try and get more of a whole picture um, and an understanding of, of how they are, all of their body systems are working. Yeah, what, what would be, has anything come up on kind of like a common issues with people that come to you? Is there anything uh, that's, because um, I know it's so, this is the thing, it's like someone wants a, what's the best thing I can do? And it's so different for everybody. Yeah. But there must be, I'm trying to think if you've got people who are doing a nine to five job and they go to yoga twice a week or whatever it is. Is there something that just tends to keep popping up? Like is it? 
stress or is it the... I think it would, yeah, it would be a combination of a couple of things. Um, stress is one, um, and I've, I've been really fortunate actually to have some clients who have amazing support networks within their home environment. Um, the biggest stress seems to be um, work stress. Um, equally, a lot of the clients that I see are coming to me um, through the yoga studio that I'm actually working in. Um, and so they, they have a base knowledge of mindfulness and what it means to, to be grateful and, um, you know, introducing some more ways of balancing out those stresses. But one thing I've really noticed over the last month is um, people seem to be developing huge amounts of fear around food. Um, <laughs> and I don't mean, you know, in a, in a sense of an eating disorder, but people are becoming really, really concerned with how they identify themselves based mm. on what diet they're, they're following. And I think, um, you know, with, you know, knowledge is so easily accessible, you know, whether it be a news article in the media or, or you know, someone of, you know, kind of influence taking a stand on how, how they eat and, and people kind of searching for a guru in the food world. Um, and I... I totally understand that there are definitely times where we need guidance, um, but I think that it's becoming really overwhelming for a lot of people and, and they kind of lose their way in, in listening to their own body, which in many ways creates a different level of stress because they're like, oh my God, I'm, I'm paleo, but I really want to just have some brown rice today or I'm not supposed to be having sugar, but God, that banana looks good. Um, you know, like all these things, which yeah. just creates this whole other level of stress, like I say. And, um, yeah, I think a bulk of my work so far has really been about guiding people to check in, just practice. And I know mindfulness is another word that's kind of thrown around and can be a little bit wishy-washy, but check in when you eat something. Rather than rushing around and just looking at it like, oh, God, I need to eat, so I'll just grab the closest thing to me, be like, actually, that really doesn't sit well with me. Maybe I should, maybe I won't have that tomorrow mm. or... Um, yeah, we're, we're kind of losing losing our connection to our body or losing our connection to what our bodies are actually trying to tell us. So that's probably one of the most common threads that is, you know, coming from, through for me at the moment. So, yeah. That is funny. My sister is like, I see so many people with that trait. That, and if they, it's like their happiness is reliant on being this kind of person living up to this image of, and, yes. and refitting into these kind of um, structures of, and my sister would talk about it as a diet, because she studied food, that it's a way of eating, not like leaving out st yeah. stuff. It was like yeah. you ate from the Mediterranean, so you had all the foods that were local to you, and it yes. wasn't like, well, I only have, only have raw, unrefined, no gluten or whatever it is. Um, yeah, it's interesting. But that, that can stress you out. There was a great British menu program on last night, but it was a great British budget menu. Yeah. There's these elderly people living off like two minute soup. There's one lady who just, she could only afford her daughter to eat really, so she'd just have cups of tea with sugar. Mm. And I'm like, that's an issue. You choosing between brown rice and, um, I don't no know, grains. quinoa or something is <laughs> like, <laughs> like that getting stressed out over that is bananas. Yeah. But um, it's easy to lose sight of. Um, oh, cool. 
That's funny. Worry less about food. Yeah, then, I think so. It's, you know, I you know Tony Robbins talks about um, you know it's not it's not what we do every once in a while that shapes our lives. It's mm. what we do consistently, and you know. Yes, be mindful of your, you know, your nutritional intake and the composition of your meals and all those kinds of things. Be mindful of just how much sugar you're having. Mm. Um, you know, equally, we live, we live in a world where, you know, all. I mean, we're we're pretty blessed, really, in New Zealand. We have an abundance of options for food. Um, the, you know, an abundance of options with health-forming foods and the equal amount of abundance with foods that can potentially be health-depleting, but. You know, if if you're gonna have if you're gonna have something that opposes the certain diet you're trying to conform to once in a while, it's not it's not gonna hurt you. You know, unless of course you're highly allergic to the substance you're consuming. Um, yeah, because it got you got into food. Was it mainly from the autoimmune issues yeah. you had, or what? What kind of got you started in exploring? I, th- I think I've probably always been quite quite conscious of. Um, of diet and nutrition, um, you know, and in some ways to my detriment, um, kind of late teens, early twenties, I certainly focused a lot on, um, trying to stick to eating certain things. Um, and I kind of laugh about it now because I used to be someone who was at the gym, I think sometimes before the doors at Les Mills opened at 5.30 <laughs> in the morning and I'd work out for an hour. Um, and then I would go home and I would have my muesli with yogurt and maybe peaches or banana and then for lunch I'd have a salad and then for dinner I might have like steamed vegetables and you know that's a really unhealthy way to look at it. Equally you know 10-12 years later I look at you know the breakfast option that I was having and I was having what I thought was healthy at the time Mm. but it was full of sugar. Yeah. Golden toasted muesli um, you know, yogurt, um, you know, which probably contains some kind of fruit in it, which would have mm. been stewed. Um, and, you know, it certainly kept me going. Um, but then in 2013, I was diagnosed with Graves. And prior to that, I'd been following, following quite a, a paleo-style diet, which was really great for me at that time. Um, I think I really recognised... Um, how you know some grains were quite irritating to my system, and then but a few months later I was actually diagnosed with an autoimmune disorder, Graves' disease. And, and what's Graves for people who don't? Graves is an autoimmune disorder of the thyroid, where your thyroid is overactive. And the thyroid does what? Well, the well the thyroid is responsible for many kind of yep. parts of your body, but it's part of your endocrine system, um, and mine was producing extremely high amounts of um, thyroid hormone which meant that my whole system sped up so I was running on adrenaline essentially Mm. Um, I lost in I think four weeks um, about 11 kgs and some people are trying to write, probably writing this down. I like, know, can, yeah, can I no, get it? no. People, there were there was a time where people was like, "How can I, how can I catch this?" <laughs> um, but it was a really, uh, you know, my my whole heart rate had increased. Um, yeah. You know, really high heart rate, really low blood pressure, insomnia, night sweats. You know, lost some of my hair. Um, you know, there were a whole lot of symptoms that came with it, which were really unpleasant, and it was quite a scary time. Um, you know, I'm I'm fortunate that that was my diagnosis, but I was being tested for cancers and all kinds of stuff yep. like that. And um, a real turning point for me 
was um, meeting with a second endocrine specialist at the hospital and Ben actually saying, is there anything we can do? Is there anything mm. we can do for a diet um, you know, that might help expedite her recovery? Because I was looking at about nine to 12 months and in my head I didn't have that time to kind of just lay around and hope that I was feeling better. And the specialist said, no, diet won't help. But he never said, what is your current diet? He never said, <laughs> what do you currently eat? Yeah. You know, I could have been eating KFC three times a day. Now, I guess this would be a top specialist too, wouldn't it? Like... Yeah, well, he, he was a specialist at a hospital. Hmm. Um, and, you know, don't get me wrong, there's certainly a place for conventional medicine. Um, but what I learned later really surprised me that he said, no, there was nothing I could do in terms of my diet. Um, you know, adversely for myself, um, because I had lost so much weight, we, I was eating all kinds of things. Like I think I was eating <laughs> donuts and stuff like that for a, about a week because we were like, I need to put on weight. But what I had actually done was made my body lose more weight because it was the foods I was trying to consume to put on weight were even further inflaming to my whole system. Yeah. Um, so basically because I wasn't really satisfied with the answer that the specialist gave me, um, I started working with a natural endocrine specialist uh, um, who was based in Sydney and I would send my blood test results through to her every fortnight. And the first thing she said to me was, um, it's an autoimmune disorder we need to treat your immune system, not your thyroid. Mm. So while my thyroid was a manifestation... So it's a symptom, but it's not the problem. Exactly. So, and then she said, uh, did you know that three quarters of your immune tissue is in your digestive system? And that, that staggered me because mm. I thought, how could the specialist have said, no, there's nothing you could, mm. you know, your diet won't help. Um, so we went through a program of, you know, introducing... Um, some supplements that were immune boosting, so selenium, um, magnesium. Magnesium was really mainly to help um, calm my whole nervous system down. I think magnesium for everybody is something where magnesium's like, incredible. Lower. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, it does amazing things for the body, especially the nervous system, muscular, yeah. you know, repair and regeneration. Mm. Um, and then glutamine as well. So glutamine's an amino acid, which is um, great for relining the gut wall. So um, we just went kind of on a cycle of cleaning up my diet with a few things, removing dairy, um, and anything that would be irritating to my whole digestive system. Yeah, dairy is one I'm big kind of on working, as work, having been working on Frontier, being like living off dairy my whole life and yeah. thinking that was right. And I still think it's so, this kind of dairy bread, um, kind of staples of the diet which are just kind of invented by yeah. people because um, what's the main thing that dairy would do or not do for you um, well the main reason that I stay away from dairy now is because of the caseins or caseins however okay. you want to pronounce it um, they're just irritating to the gut yeah. um, and really you know for me it's not a product that I advise having mm. said that I love halloumi so yeah. my, you know, if, if my kind of dairy cheat or treat um, is anything, it will be, you know, halloumi very rarely mm. with a salad. Um, you know, I don't consume milk. Um, 
however, I do have grass-fed butter on um, veggies. I have to say, a good bit of butter is pretty... Butter kind of solves everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, yes, for me, it was kind of more about cleaning up my diet, removing as many kind of gut irritants or any inflaming mm. um, substances to just really clean up my whole system um, and go about healing myself that way. Yeah, it's interesting. Well, they talk about the gut as like a second brain now, so totally. it controls your emotions, how you feel, whether you're impulsive, and yeah. I feel like you're a subject of all these subtleties in life, and um, like you have to forgive yourself sometimes and be like, well, actually, it's, um, you know, it's not often a case of it like just willpower or yeah. there's so many other things affecting you, and then trying to optimize that, so... And then, so did you get into quite a bit of fermented foods as well? Was that part of it? Yeah, um, yeah. fermented foods was a huge thing, mainly sauerkraut. So I was okay. really fortunate that um, Ben's mum had been to um, uh, Donna Gates Body Ecology certification, and so she came back really inspired with how to make some sauerkrauts and was making some for us for a while, and then yeah. I started making it. Um, but since moving to Auckland, um, I don't make it. Yeah. Um, we buy ours from a really rad guy, um, at the La Segal French Markets, um, and his brand is Zeli, Z-E-L-I. Yeah, okay, um, I'll put that in the show notes. We'll support these uh, yeah, people yeah, who are making definitely, cool products. Definitely. So Zeli at the French Markets, cool. Yeah, um, and um, got into um, Coconut Kefir, so the Kefir company. Yeah. Um, Anita and her husband Kyle, they're based on the North Shore, and um They've got a really incredible story, um, actually. So for anyone that's interested in learning more about them, pop to have to get them on here too. I would highly recommend <laughs> it. Yeah, Anita's really inspiring. Yeah. And the journey that um, her and her husband have been on and the, and the name of the health of their children is, yeah, really amazing. Cool. Um, so, you know, we were buying a lot of that, um, making our own coconut milk kefir with kefir grains. Um, and then we've been quite cautious with kombucha. Um, some kombuchas are really um, quite high in sugar, um, but we now get our kombucha from the Rad Lads at the Organic Mechanic. Um, oh, cool. I've just had theirs, uh, some of their stuff um, yeah. for after yoga and done some work with them for smoothies for school. But, yeah, it's good stuff because I guess the kombucha, like theirs, is a lemon ginger kind of brew, but because the... The bacteria, correct, eats the sugar? Yeah, so the, so, the SCOBY, the, the shroom, um, eats the sugar, and that's how it grows. So you yeah. do need sugar to be able to make kombucha, um, but the organic mechanics is really it's really low in, yeah. in the residual sugar and what's left over. So it's certainly a product that I'm happy to, to consume and equally recommend to anyone. If anyone's like, what about kombucha, what about kombucha, I'm always like, yes, but be very careful. <laughs> um, mm. You know, again, it's just about making you know, better choices for yourself and what you're consuming. So, yeah, fermented foods were definitely a really huge yeah. part of that and, and still are. And then how quickly did you notice a change? Or um, There was, there, I think because my baseline was so low initially, um, I, not, I definitely noticed a change within six weeks, um, quite a radical change really. Um, I didn't get back to my normal weight for maybe another nine months after that, um, after the diagnosis and after starting. But 
I think, you know, before feeling like my normal self again, it probably took about six or nine months all up, but I would say that most of that was just tweaking parts of my mm. regime. And um, so I think all up, it probably took about as long as, as what the... Um, as what the endocrine specialist at the hospital said, if I had have just kept taking medication and not looking at anything. But as a result of going down a more holistic path and really focus on how I was fueling my body, I've ended up with much better health than I had before getting mm. unwell. So, um, you know, equally I I now know, you know, what, what is good for my body. I know where I can have my cheats if I want to, mm. um, where I can have my indulgences and what kind of red flags to look out for and, and um, yeah, like I say, have a better baseline of health now than before I got unwell, so cool. pretty good result all round. Yeah, I mean, to do it just with food is... Because what would the alternative be, just medicines? Yeah, and, so yeah. just, um, yeah, just prescription medication, yeah. um, which was pretty unpleasant because it came with a whole raft of other symptoms which you then got another me, prescription me, for. Yeah, <laughs> which is a bit of a downward spiral, but there, yeah. like you say, there is a place for it. Um, there totally is, and, and I think, you know, in situations like that, um, conventional medicine should never be ruled out. And mm. I remember when I came off my medication, I was working with an acupuncturist as well. I pretty much did all kinds of things, you know, mm. from all different wisdoms to try and develop a plan that worked really well for me and I would always say to him can I stop taking my medication now and he was like no not until the specialist says no mm. um, which I really respected um, him giving that advice um, you know equally while it was a different field of, of helping people um, he still himself respected um, the place that conventional medicine had mm. so yeah there's certainly a place for it. I, I think I just wanted to take that approach where I felt like I was doing as much as I could to live vibrantly well instead of just mundanely not asking any questions yeah. and just going with the information that was given to me. You're asking questions to, is a good start. Um, <laughs> and you said indulgences. What would be your one favourite indulgence? Oh, my one favourite <laughs> indulgence... Um, Uh, or maybe reframed as, would there be like a last meal you'd have? Is there one meal or thing you love? Oh my God. Um, it's probably not even that bad, really. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, my favourite last meal. I love food. That's a really hard Just, decision. Yeah, everything's good. <laughs> Everything? Um, okay, well, yeah, actually, no, to be fair, my, my one indulgence or the one thing that I can't say no to, and I think it's because it just gets all senses going, is um, half-baked bread. Oh, um, yeah. The smell of bread baking in the oven, just, yeah, again, with butter. Oh, I've come back to toast, like a tea and cup of toast. <laughs> a tea and cup of toast? Yeah, both. They go one with the other. <laughs> Especially almond butter, that or one of those nut butters. Yeah. I tried to transition away from the butter a bit, but yeah, it was good. Something with the smell, like you said, all the senses, the smell, the crunch. Yeah, totally. The, it just yeah, yeah, yeah. That and probably um, Benny's um, roast chicken with smashed potatoes and chorizo is pretty good <laughs> as well. Oh, props to Ben. Yeah, for being the man in the kitchen <laughs> occasionally. Um, it's kind of embarrassing, more than occasionally. <laughs> And then, 
so that kind of got you started and then you now you're in charge of the wellness hub so from that kind of process was that kick-started you wanted to share that kind yeah. of information and just yeah definitely um I think that time you know I kind of eval- I had to I was forced to evaluate more than just my physical health um and I was forced to evaluate um you know how how I was kind of running myself ragged and you know that kind of perfectionist personality which by the way perfection is totally an illusion um you get to where you think is perfect and then you create a new perfect so (laughs) and I had to think about as well how I was spending my days and I was really fortunate um that Ben was quite prepared to support me to kind of find find my path so Ben's um, your partner, not not the dog. They got a dog yeah. too, right, Ali? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Ali's supportive as yeah. well. Yeah, he's very supportive. <laughs> he'll, he's he's all ears. Um, yeah. So yeah, Ben was pretty amazing at at understanding that. Um, I had a bit of a journey and a process to go through at that time. Not only with my physical health, but it was a time where I was like, shit, what do I want to do with my life? How do mm-hmm. I want to spend my days? Um, and I found what I learned. Um, with the Cabo Clinic in Sydney really inspiring and it really made me think about how many other people, you know, were, were given information, um, kind of information where you hit a bit of a brick wall, where you weren't really given an alternative or, or something else you could be doing to, to help your recovery. Um, so I started sharing my story um, and on just a you know an informational blog where I just shared content for free, mm. um, and I called it the Wellness Hub. And I did have a vision for the Wellness Hub at that point in time. That this was at you know January last year, January two thousand and fourteen, um, where I, I certainly did view it as a hub, a, a place where people would come to, a place where I wouldn't only be sharing my story, where you know other people would share their story, you know where there would be you know. Um, alternative forms of medicine, a, a practitioner in that field sharing their story. Mm. Um, and then I decided, you know, that was then as well that I was, I decided I wanted to expand my knowledge and, um, st- and go back to studying again. Um, and, you know, just learn more about the whole body systems, which I, you know, equally could have done just by scouring the internet, but um, I, I wanted to come out at the end of it with a qualification. So, um, and actually be helping people um, be in a position to, you know, consult people and, and guide them to to options to, you know, ha- just living vibrantly well, really. Mm. Um, yeah, so that's what started the Wellness Hub. And then you've done juices. Yeah. Since, like cold-pressed juice. Yeah, since then. Um, it's been a really awesome journey, really. Um, we've had a lot of really amazing kind of organic unfoldings for the Wellness Hub um, where we were given an opportunity, you know, a huge part of me getting better was um, making juice every day. And then we were given an opportunity to um, make juice for um, the people that were attending a yoga studio that we were quite a big part of in Wellington at that point in time. So we went about, you know, finding out how we could how we could actually do that. Um, and then we launched our first product, which was Green Glow in May last year. And that really took off. Um, and it kind of went from being a bit of a profitable hobby to actually, you know, a, a real part of our, our business that mm-hmm. we were creating. 
Um, and then in October last year, we moved to Auckland and you know we've launched in other studios in that time and we've got our direct buyers now and a lot of people having weekly subscriptions, which is really awesome. So um, yeah, it's really rad to provide a product, which you know is just health forming. Yeah, but me and mum, we were getting them at home. Never felt better starting in the day. <laughs> so light and because there must be about eight or more veggies in the green one. There's uh, quite a few. Yeah, like you've got kale, silver beet. Yeah, kale, silver beet, spinach, celery, ginger, mint, uh, cucumber. Did I say cool. cucumber? Um, and then yeah, we've got a really small portion of fruit to each liter. So. Yeah, because it's not, oh, I don't, I'm not into overly sweet, and we're talking about the sugar content. I just watched the sugar film the other night, and like there can be, as the buzzwords, you, you throw cold pressed and yeah. juice and throw it in a glass bottle in a cool looking store, but that's not, you know, the nutritional information. What's actually like, what's actually really important from it? juice because the sugar content can get really high if you had lots of fruit and yeah they can I, not in I, the fiber yeah um you know so so with juicing you are removing the, the fibrous portion um of the vegetable and fruit um which is awesome in the sense that you can therefore then consume you, you have a more concentrated amount of vegetables and juice uh, and fruit that you can be fitting into mm. a juice um but and there's kind of an introduction that needs to occur with juice, I think, especially when you're juicing greens, um, leafy greens, dark leafy greens, they're quite bitter in taste. And so often people do go through a phase of having them slightly sweeter. Mm. Um, but I think if you can ha if your palate can handle it, I would, you know, try and stay away from, you know, filling juice out with your apples because um, mm. they are quite high in sugar, um, I think. I read a report the other day that um, there was as much sugar in a commercially produced, what they call apple juice, as there was in a can of Coke. Mm. Um, and I think it's really easy. You know, you think apple is fruit from a tree. It's good for you. And fruit is great for you. But um, you've just got to be really mindful of the portion of sugar that you're consuming. It's easy to think. And I've made the mistake of, of thinking that I'm making a decision that's going to be health forming only to kind of turn over to the back nutrition panel and discover there's huge amounts of sugar. Yeah. Now that's sound advice. It's all like cold pressed, fresh juices, like short expiry dates. and. Um, they're pretty, yeah, they are pretty short. Mm. Um, I can't see that as a positive though, because you know totally. it's... I think it's going to twist too. When the, the shorter the shelf life, you know it's better for you. Yeah. You know it's... It's actually meant to biodegrade. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, oh, that's cool. And where am I going next? I guess where where are you going next? What's the bigger? Because you said you had a little reevaluation, which was kind of why you're doing it too. Because you get caught up in a business and then go down one path and then just have to reassess it now and again and decide what's the what your bigger vision was, which yeah. we were, you were saying was to create to give people that new information and content and opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, we have um, we have had, you know, quite an... Well, we've kind of been evaluating the business since March, really, and, um, you know, we just recently got back from Bali, and whenever we've spent time in Bali, it's always been a really awesome time to kind of step back from life a little bit and, um, 
you know, gain a bit of clarity um, around your whys and your where tos. And um, you're right. I think, um, you know, if I do think about my why or, or why I originally started the Wellness Hub, it was to just share information, share knowledge and provide another perspective um, for people to consider, not necessarily to influence them, but just get people to, you know, kind of ask themselves questions around why they were creating some of the habits they might have been creating. And then, of course, you know, we had an opportunity to generate income um, for the business, and that was by making juice. And as that part of the business has grown um, and our overheads have increased with staff and things like that, it becomes quite easy to then... Um, almost crunch numbers and, and think about your bottom line and think about how you've got to pay this bill next week and shit, have I you know, generated enough orders to f fulfill that? And, mm. um, and you can lose sight of your why. Um, so we, you know, we, we have many conversations at home um, about the direction of the business and where we want to go. And um, at breakfast the other week, Ben had a really great point, which was, remember your why. Why did you start the Wellness Hub? And I said, because I wanted health to be attainable mm. and I wanted it to be affordable. It's incredibly convenient to have juice made for you, but I also know that it's not always affordable. Equally, people really love our juice and I would much rather if they were able to make a juice for themselves that was health warming, that they enjoyed at the same time. Um, so we are you know, soon to be rolling out um, sharing our recipes for all three of our juices um, and just again remembering that we started the Wellness Hub because we wanted health to be affordable and attainable. Um, so yeah, we're going to totally open our books and not have any secrets and just remember that why and um, you know it's actually something that I feel really really proud to be announcing. Um, it yeah, it really aligns with us as a business and, and the reasons why we started and um, we will we'll see what happens. Exciting. Yeah, it's funny. You don't... It's so easy to not take a step back and just ask yourself, what's my... I had one of the previous podcasts with Ryan, sit back and like make yourself a plan and ask what you wanted to actually do. Yeah. You can just get caught up in the cycle and be busy and yeah. be, have these little moments of achievement, but you're still just in the cycle and you're actually kind of looking at what you really want to do. Yeah. Um, so that's beautiful, Tans. Couple of quick fire questions. What's the one have you got one appliance or one thing in the kitchen which is you can't live without? Um, probably our Thermomix. Oh man, I want one of those. Yeah, but. you can feel free to come and use it anytime, <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, they're amazing. Is there any is there any like smaller tool because they're quite expensive? Is yep. there one other like little thing? Um actually one other little thing which is really yeah. affordable. Um, is it's a piece of Tupperware. Yes, I own Tupperware. Um, and it, I don't even know what it's called, um, but it, you use it like when you're going to start a lawnmower and it chops up onion amazingly. Like it's just like oh, the most cool. amazing what, thing. It, it wouldn't make you a smoothie, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, removes the whole streaming eyes and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Okay, we'll track down that, that Tupperware I'll onion give, magic machine. I'll give machine. it to you. I've got a Thermomix now. <laughs> I need it. Um, it's cool. And what's your daily, like, I know you meditate, you do yoga, which is important to you, obviously. Um, and being your partner's into it too, which is cool. So, yeah. uh, but what's, 
have you got like a regular daily meditation or yoga or is it what is there like a staple um, to your day there? Probably my, my meditation habit has definitely dropped away a little bit over the last wee while um, yeah. and it's really interesting. You can fill your day up with um, you know a list of to-dos or an agenda and the things that you need most are actually the things that fall away first. Um, but I've really gotten into the habit of doing a yoga nidra um, each evening before bed. Um, so I suppose it is a form of meditation really. Because um, a nidra is... It's kind of yoga sleep. Yeah. Um, so it, there's like a 61 point kind of relaxation you kind of go back and forth between different parts of your body where you're just putting your consciousness there um and it's just a way of relaxing it's a way of still in the mind yeah just totally. to focus on different yeah. aspects cool. yeah um and that the one that i'm doing is um by joe i think her name's joe titsula t-a-t-s-u-l-a um and i've um put myself through a bit of a 30 day challenge where I'm doing the same yoga flow every day for 30 days so I haven't been getting to a studio a lot um, I've been doing practice at home and it's a flow by Eleanor Brower called uh, shake off doubt and cultivate steadiness sounds good <laughs> I'm a um, yeah I'm quite a I'm a sensitive wee soul and whenever we're kind of rolling out um, you know, big change like we're about to with the Wellness Hub and a few other things personally, um, I can get a bit unearthed. So I thought, I'm going to dedicate myself to a flow. Um, yeah. Rather than dedicating myself to getting to a class every day, I'm just going to see what this one flow full of twists and, yeah. you know, hippo, hip and heart openers, um, see what it brings up over 30 days. So cool. that's probably my, my go-to for now. Nice. But... What would be the what, what makes you happy? What, what would be like a perfect happy? day or a happy day? It's quite a big question, Doug. Yeah. <laughs> um, or are there times we like, I'm just so happy just walking the dog, or is it, are there little things that. I think, to be honest, um, you know, I definitely used to be a person, and, and you know, there are, there are still tendencies there where um, you can place an emphasis on things giving you happiness. Um, I am learning more and more that it's totally an inside job. It's about a choice. Mm. You know, you wake up every day and you decide how your day is going to go, no matter what obstacles are thrown at you. Um, but I'm really happy just doing what I what I do. I, You know, a huge part of the Wellness Hub is service, whether that's sharing knowledge on our site, you know, making juice for people, um, giving health talks or, you know, chatting to a client about something that's come up. And to me, that's totally what life's about. Is kind of, totally. Yeah. Cool. Just, yeah. And that, you know, ripples over to the sun shining while I'm walking the dog or, mm. you know, Ben and I laugh every day and that's, you know, a non-negotiable in our house, <laughs> even when it's re a really shitty day, you know, we make sure we laugh. So, um, yeah, it's really an inside job. Cool. And... Because you used to come from advertising too. And I love this question from Tim Ferriss, which was if you could have one billboard anywhere in the world and, and what would it say? So maybe it's a wellness hub one. Maybe it's uh, maybe um, it's just a from Tarns or from anonymous. <laughs> um, how, how did I not know that Tim Ferriss asked that question? I have not had time to think oh, about this. Yeah. <laughs> um, what would my billboard say? Or maybe it's just something for people to consider during their day that you want to... Hmm. 
Oh God. Mind's blank. Mind blank. That'd actually be quite interesting. <laughs> mind blank. Um, I don't know how to sum it up into a sentence. Um, question your thoughts. Yeah, just a yeah. Big qu- yeah. Yeah, we've got a great monkey mind that can <laughs> lead us to believe some pretty outrageous things. So, yeah. Cool, question I like mind. that. <laughs> yeah, thoughts are not reality. No. That's for sure. Um, <laughs> And I think that might be, seems like we've covered off. Is there any a recommendation, documentaries, books, films? Um, um, is there, if you're gonna, is there anything you give to people in terms of books or any documentary that's really been quite, had a big impact? Um, there's so many food ones. We're talking about the Shudder lo- film. Yeah, and, there's and loads of... Michael Pollan's books I always yeah. love, but... There, there's certainly a lot out there, um, you know, and the, the Sugar film is a great one to watch. Um, I think that, you know, I think that Damon's done an amazing job of really telling that story. Um, that's a pretty incredible sacrifice to make as well, <laughs> putting your body under that kind of pressure. Um, I think there's so much to be learned everywhere. Um, you know, and we don't necessarily have to look for films or or things like that. You know, there's some really awesome um, wellness-minded businesses that are popping up all over the show that, that all have their story attached to mm. their reasons for starting their business. Um, I've, you know, since moving to Auckland, I've been really inspired by a lot of people um, who I know are really, really happy to to freely give their knowledge. You've got um, Sarah at Greenleaf Organics, um, Sophie from Carol Kitchen, and even the boys at The Organic Mechanic as well. Um, but I think if there was one book um, that's totally rocking my world at the moment, um, and you know, depending on your belief in the mind-body connection, it has a huge impact on um, the, the physical body, um, is The Untethered Soul. Um, it's by Michael Singer. Um, and it's the journey beyond yourself Um, so um, I have a really really insane kind of mind-body connection where um, energetically if I'm not if my chi has any blockages um, I kind of that really presents itself physically and um, I'm learning a lot at the moment about how we can kind of tend to close off our heart chakra um, for yoga terms when our fears are triggered um, and actually energetically how we can maintain a more even kind of balance of energy rather than a real peak and trough if we remain open no matter what life experiences we have. Um, you know, we, we tend to think that if we close our heart off, we're protecting ourselves, but actually we're blocking the flow of energy. Mm. Um, and, and we give that off and people actually really pick up on it as well. Um, we're not as protected and as guarded as we think we are. We're pretty transparent as humans. So, you know, kind of depending on how deep and big you wanted to go into that whole mind-body thing, um, it's definitely a book I'd really recommend. Oh, that sounds great. Open your heart. Open some more juice jars. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> God, we'll wrap it up there. Thank you. Yeah. Be more open. Totally. It's a good way to be. Business, life, food. Yeah. Beautiful times. Love your work. Thanks Always for having me. Always a pleasure. Me. 
Cool. Well, hope you enjoyed uh, that conversation. Oh, man, I am sleepy, aren't I? Where's the enthusiasm? Um, I do love that little intro, though, of Tony Robbins. It's not what we do once in a while. It's what we do consistently. And, and uh, I think doing things consistently, being open, open to ideas, new food, open to people, not much more you can ask for than that. Um, and I think Tans does a really, that's my nickname for Tanya, call her Tans. And uh, <laughs> she does a great, great job. And I think her juices are superb. So check out her site, check out her recipes, check out her blog, um, get your hands on a pack. The green, I really recommend the green one. They're all good. Green's my favorite though. Um, and we're gonna give away a six pack. So you, can try them all a green a red and a yellow it's kind of like a traffic light of goodness um, and so all you need to do to win those uh, six pack is write a rap song with no, I'm kidding um, you could write a rap song though they might that might impress me about wellness or you could bake me a cake no not that either you, all you have to do is like the Wellness Hub on Facebook, Instagram, or something to the newsletter, which would take you like a minute max. If, maybe if you're on dial-up. If you're on dial-up, you're probably not even listening to this anyway. Um, and, and just write a review of the episode. Maybe it's just an emoticon review. Maybe it's just... One of those banana things with the smiley face with the, I like the emoji with the tongue out of the mouth. That's always a good one. It's like a delicious one. Um, yes, a write a review on iTunes on the site. Like the pages and we could be throwing you a six pack your way. Could be, we will be. Announce the winner soon. Maybe, let's say a week. A week, maybe two. I'll give you, we'll split the difference. Ten days. In ten days time. We'll announce a winner of the juice. Till then, juice on. Stay open, stay happy, and uh, experience more, think less. Hope you dug it. Ciao for now. <laughs>